Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast in Greenville, South Carolina. I am your host, Stan McCune, realtor, of course, right here in the Greenville area of South Carolina, and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. And please, reminder as always, please subscribe to the show. Uh, in fact, little trick, you can unsubscribe and then resubscribe. That helps Apple and I guess Google and Spotify and whatnot helps their algorithm. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, hit the little five-star rating, leave a short little review. All of those things helps get the show out there to as many people as possible. And I'd appreciate if you guys could just take a quick moment to do that. Everyone wants to know what is going on in the real estate market right now. And the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors just released their June statistics. I will probably be going over these every month uh, pretty regularly just because we're in a shifting market and we want to see what the data actually says. So just a reminder as always, these come from the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors. There's a couple of stats on here that um, I'm either not going to share or I'm going to share the previous months because those tend to be inaccurate, specifically pending sales. For some reason, pending sales inaccurate for the month, uh, for the most recent month on here, but the prior months it will be uh, accurate for. That also impacts the month's supply of inventory. So we will not be talking about June's month's supply of inventory, but we will talk about just the general inventory levels. So let's dive right into these statistics to see what exactly is happening in the market right now. Um, we're going to start with new listings because that's pretty much right at the top of, of their document. And we're just going to go straight down this document. New listings were up 17.5% year on year for the month of June. In other words, compared to June 2021, it was up 17. 5%. We had uh, 2,307 new listings in the month of June of this year, and last year it was 1,964. So that is a very, very large jump in new listings. And this is historically, we're seeing an increase each June since the pandemic. Uh, the 2020 June, it was only 1,736. So we saw a massive increase. I mean, this is by far, these statistics go back all the way to 2007, pre-Great uh, Recession. By far, this is the uh, June was the month that had the most new listings of any month going back all the way to 2007. And this is a, I'm following the uh, national trends as well. This is consistent with national trends. We saw a massive jump in new listings in the month of June. Now, is that a trend that's going to continue? I tend to think it's not. I tend to think that we had a lot of people realizing, oh shoot, um, we're we're seeing the market shift, and we're going to we we the market may have already peaked, or we don't, or maybe we're thinking it's at the peak. We don't want to miss out. People listing their home quickly, uh, maybe sooner than they would have normally, and I think that we're going to see a little bit of a tail off on new listings for July and August. We'll have to see. Traditionally, we do anyway, just the cycle of the market. July tends to be a slightly slower month, just kind of in general. 
um, because by that point, people are going on vacation. I mean, I was in uh, church on Sunday, and we had like a third of the people we normally do because so many people are traveling right now. So that impacts the real estate market. Um, and then we typically see a little bit, of, a little bit of a bump in August. You know, as people trying to to make the last little push before school and fall season, all that kind of stuff. And then we start to see the long tail off as we head into winter and the quote unquote holiday seasons. So all of that to say, uh, June was a crazy month for new listings, um, but I'm not sure that we're going to continue to see that. Just anecdotally, it feels like July has has slowed down on the new listings quite a bit. Um, and uh, I'm recording this on July 19th. We'll see if that continues through the rest of the month. Um, pending sales. This is the number that I said is traditionally not accurate, so it won't be accurate for the month of June, but we can go back to the month of May and see what happened. And the month of May had a huge decrease in pending sales. It went down 19.1% year-on-year. That is a massive decrease. It was also not just a year-on-year decrease. It was a very large month-on-month decrease. Again, this is the month of May. Um, It was 1,369 uh, so that was down from May of, of 2021, which was 1,693, almost 1,700. And that was down from April of 2022, April of this year, which was 1,505. So a big decrease in pending sales. So what happens when sales go down and new listings go up? Inventory goes up. In other words, the supply of houses that are on the market go go up. And when that happens, that then cools down the market. It makes it less of a seller's market. Um, now, as we're going to see, it's very much all the numbers in here indicate it's still very much a seller's market. And all of my indicators also would tell me that it's still very much a seller's market from what I'm seeing. Um, but the change is happening. This We've been waiting for this change. This is the change. Pending sales dropping, new listings going up. That is... Absolutely. There is no way that that can happen and not have a direct impact on the market. Closed sales. All right. This will be accurate for the month of June. Closed sales um, were down slightly. It was down 4.5% for the month of June. Um, That's actually kind of surprising given how far down pending sales were for the month of of May. Um, But nonetheless, it was down. This is now... Um, two out of the past three months, we have had uh, closed sales down year on year. So the month of June was down 4.5% from June 2021. May was up 4.3% in comparison to 2021, um, but April was also down 4.6%. Um, those numbers are kind of well within the norm. Um, but again, we'll, we will probably see closed sales have been at record highs now for, for a while. Um, I think that we're going to see these numbers come down a little bit um, because, again, the market is cooling ever so slightly. Um, I expect that we'll start to see more regular declines in these closed sales as the months continue on. Now, indicators that we're still in a seller's market? Oh, yes. Very, very many indicators of this. Um, and and I just want to say, I just want to take a pause for a second here. Still a seller's market based on a, on a lot of things. Um, inventory is still at record lows. Even as inventory goes up, it is still historically very low. 
Um, so that is low supply. Demand, even as demand cools, demand is still at record highs. So even as we talk about the market cooling, we are not talking about this cooling, at least not yet, to a buyer's market. And I know I've said this before, but it, but we have to keep this in perspective. Demand still super high and supply still super low. Now, demand is going to cool and supply is going to come up and that's going to balance things out a little bit more, but it's it will take a tremendous rebalancing for us to see a buyer's market. I don't see that happening short of a global war or major global recession, something like that. Um, and even then, it would take a while. Some people are, are thinking that we might be in a recession right now. Well, if this is the recession that is going to be the marker of, of this decade, um, then no, this is not, it, it would take much more of a recession than this for us to actually see uh, the real estate market recede to the point of being a buyer's market. Um, all right, so with all of that in perspective, some of these numbers are insane. Oh, and, and I, I need to go back real quick. I, I wanted to say this before and I forgot. Some people are going to, we're going to see the market transition, right? It A market doesn't flip quickly, um, just organically. It has to, it, it's, there still has to be a transitional period. So even though we're seeing numbers flipping, in people's minds, there has to be a transition. So for instance, let's say that you are a buyer and you've been trying to buy a house since December and you keep getting outbid over and over and over again. You've looked at a gazillion houses, you keep getting outbid and you know that's because you're looking at homes and the 200 you know $75,000 price point which is like one of the you know that's a very hot price point right now. You keep getting outbid. As the market slows down, you are not going to be less aggressive in your strategy, right? Because you want to get something under contract. So guess what? The house comes on the market that fits your criteria. You're going to immediately jump on it. Why? Because you're still wanting to get the house, right? You've been aggressively looking for all these months. You've been outbid all of these months. So perhaps a house pops up that now there's so much uh, supply on the market that you're actually not competing with anyone, but your strategy, because you have been competing with so many people over the past several months, your natural strategy and your natural inclination is to still approach that and to still automatically assume, I need to jump on this immediately, put an above list price uh, offer, waive all my contingencies, et cetera, et cetera. We, that is happening. I'm, I'm actually seeing that happening right now. Um, and sellers as well, sellers are going to have to transition in their mind. They're going to assume, oh, my listing, as soon as I put this on the market, it's going to immediately sell. I'm going to get top dollar. I'm going to get over list price. All of my neighbors did. And and that's just what's going to happen. Sellers are going to have to learn, oh, this it's not this norm is changing. It's It's not going to be quite like this, but but sellers haven't switched in their mind yet. So it's going to take some time before we see all of that happen. The, these market corrections that we're starting to see, it's going to be several months before practically we actually start to see this play out in terms of people buying and selling their homes. Now, I predicted this several months ago. What I have seen immediately, 
the first indicator that the market was switching and and you know cooling down a little bit was that fixer upper homes in hot areas that were traditionally going under contract right away and potentially getting multiple offers those homes are now starting to sit because sellers were were able to not do anything. They were able to, what What was a very common thing is we saw people that would like inherit a home from like a deceased family member or something like that, you know, and it had 35-year-old appliances and old shag carpet and uh, unpainted, uh, dinged-up wood paneling, uh, you know, uh, all these things, water damage in the ceiling, old roof, uh, 25-year-old AC, and they were able to just list the home uh, as is and get pretty close, I mean, get only a little bit less than they would have gotten if they had actually gone in and done all of that work. Well, that has changed. The market is starting to not support those types of homes. Obviously, at a certain price point, it will. um, But we're starting to see uh, that there's enough homes out there that people don't need to buy the fixer-uppers. They're able to hold out and wait for a home that doesn't need just tons and tons of work. Prior to uh, really the past two to three months, sometimes those homes would be the only ones available in certain areas. And so people just, they had to to buckle up and just go ahead and buy the fixer-upper and then do the work, even though they were paying top dollar both for the fixer-upper and also for the work. We're already starting to see that change. Okay, so with all of that in mind, it's still a seller's market, okay? Um, This is, out of everything in here, the number that is shocking to me the most is the days on market until sale. This is, per GGAR, the average number of days between when a property is listed and when an offer is accepted in a given month. Now, again, this is a meta average. So um, properties that have been on the market a really, really long time really drag this number down. And properties, or drag it up, I guess I should say, makes it a higher number. Um, because let's say a, a house has been on the market for, for four months before it goes under contract, then that number would be four months, four times 30, 120 days, roughly. A home that goes under contract in the first two days that it's been on the market drags the number down, makes the number lower, because again, that number would be two. Um, historically, at least pre-pandemic, the number was traditionally around 60. That was kind of between 50 and 60. That that was kind of our norm for several years. And that was the norm even back in 2020. Well, that was June 2020 was 55, 55 days on market until sale. Uh, June 2021, 24 days on market. I mean, once we got below 30, it was kind of astonishing. I I never thought that I I would see that. I mean, that was just such a historical anomaly. What was June 2022? It was 18. 18. That is the lowest number in the entire graph. That is the least days on market until sale that we've ever seen. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. Even though so many of these metrics show that that the market is rebalancing, buyers are still being uber, uber aggressive and homes are still selling very, very quickly. Now, this number is going to go up. How do I know that? Because what this isn't factoring, again, this is only looking at properties that are under contract. What it's not looking at is properties that aren't under contract. And so there are going to be properties that now are currently on the market, overpriced, 
not under contract that are after several price reductions are going to finally go under contract. And it might be two or three months that they're on the market. I just showed a house recently that's been on the market for almost four months. When that property goes under contract, it's going to cause this number to skyrocket. And we are going to see, I, I, I promise you, I don't know if it's going to happen in July or August or September, but I believe in the next few months, we're going to see this number, which is currently sitting at 18. Um, I suspect it'll probably be well into the 30s, if not higher, uh, before uh, the end of the year. Mark my words. And, and I think it'll probably be within the next three months. We'll just have to, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, again, another indicator, median sales price. Remember, we, we, don't, we look at the median sales price more than the average to kind of give us an idea of where the market is because the average is grossly um, overvalued based on the more expensive homes in the market, whereas the median sales price tells us what's the, what's the middle number tends to be the more accurate indicator of what the the general average for our market is. The median sales price for the month of June down a little bit month on month. So remember May was the highest ever. It was basically 317,000. June came down a little bit, but remember this number fluctuates month to month. So a, a slight decrease month on month doesn't mean anything. It was uh, for June 2022, 311,524. Um, more importantly, that was an increase year on year of 16.6%. That's still a massive increase. In other words, the market has gotten 16.6% more expensive since June 2021. Um, we had seen, uh, we had had basically like six months of it being at or above 17%. Um, so we are seeing this is a lower year-on-year year gain than we've seen since uh, October 2021. So again, it's still insanely high. Um, and, and again, now the average home in Greenville costs $311,000, um, which, and change, um, which, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's definitely going to keep, we're, we're going to see this number keep going up, but 16.6% still an insanely high number. And I don't really see this. I see the slowing down. Um, people are like, are prices going to go down? No, they're going to slow down. That's what that's what I think. I don't think that we're going to see prices go down so that, you know, by September of this year, we're going to say, oh, September of 2022, the average home was is uh, costing less than September of 2021. No. Um, the market, again, would have to completely crash for us to see that happen. Um, I would be very very surprised if if that happened. I, there's no indicator that supply and demand are going to shift that quickly uh, for us to see that. Again, if we have global war, a major global recession, at some point we could see um, kind of a flatlining of, of home values. But I think what's going to happen is these median sales prices, they're going to, at some point, the percent increase is going to fall into the into the single digits. I think that that probably will happen uh, before the end of this year. And um, that'll be the first time since the pandemic that we've had that happen. So we'll have to keep an eye out on what month it finally dips into single digits. Right now, it's sitting at 16.6%. So we've got a little ways to go. Um, average price was uh, actually up 
quite a bit. A- average price, it doesn't go up quite as much as the median has, but the average price was up 14.4%. Now at uh, 371, 839, that's the highest number on here. Um, so again, that number is much higher than the median, um, but that's because of substantially more expensive homes, million-dollar homes, $2 million homes. Uh, when those sell, it, it really messes up the average price, so I don't put a ton of weight in that. Another very important metric that still indicates that the market is still very hot from a seller's perspective, the percent of list price received, which is the percentage found when dividing a property sales price by its most recent list price. Again, this does not factor in price changes. It's the most recent list price, then taking the average for all properties sold in a given month, not accounting for seller concessions. Um, we're still not really seeing seller concessions in this market, so that's not that's not really important outside of the fact that uh, if you're comparing these numbers to uh, pre-pandemic numbers, usually there were seller concessions pre-pandemic. So I've said this before, these numbers are even higher than, than they look at first glance if you're comparing them to historicals. Um, the percent of list price received actually came down year on year from June of 2021, but that's only because June of 2021 was crazy. It was in 2021, it was 101.2%, one of the highest numbers that we have on here. Um, now, last month, the month of May, the last month that we have record of here, um, well, sorry, the, the month prior to last month, I should say, the month of May was the highest we've ever had in Greenville. It was 101.7%. Um, I think that that will probably be the highest that we ever see. Because June, it came down to 101%, which is still insane. It's still insane that sellers are getting, on average, more than what a house is listed for. Again, people are going to have to transition in their minds. Buyers, specifically, they're going to have to transition. They're going to have to to learn that they don't, in every situation, have to go above list price. Um, So it was down to 101%. That was down from May, also down from June of 2021. I think before the end of this year, we will see this number also go below 100%. Um, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. The thing is that when people then, because this number doesn't factor in uh, people changing the price on their listings, we could see situations where people realize, where sellers realize, oh, the market's switching, the market's kind of transitioning here. Okay, I need to lower the price on my house by 25,000. Well, then they overcorrect and then they get multiple offers, and then it ends up going above what their most recent price was, in which case this number would still stay kind of high. So I'm not as confident on my prediction that it'll dip below 100% before the end of this year, but that's my gut feeling. Uh, We'll just have to see. Housing affordability index. um, This is the index uh, that measures housing affordability for the region. Uh, and again, I'm just reading this off the GJR uh, document. For example, an index of 120 means the median household income is 120% of what is necessary to qualify for the median-priced home under prevailing interest rates. A higher number means greater affordability. Um, we saw this number um, a while back when when this podcast was still in its early days, dip below 100 for the first time. Um, that was, let me see, when, when was that? That was... That was way back in 2020. Yeah, shortly after the pandemic, it dipped below 100 for the first time. Then it went back up. Then it went back below. Um, and then it's just been a steady drop since then. So that number is now at 76. 
Um, this is driven heavily by in- investors purchasing the properties uh, that first-time home buyers traditionally would have bought. Um, and so, needless to say, uh, on average, people have 76% of what it takes to buy an average house. That's not good. That is that is not good for housing affordability. Um, and as we discussed it during the um, my post-Greenville primary election uh, podcast, I don't see this changing because we have a bunch of people that are going to be in county council that are against housing, that are against development. Um, and there are pros and cons to that, but one of the cons for sure, Greenville is going to become less and less affordable for just average Joes, for, for people that are making a an average income in this area. Um, now, the other number on here that really pops off the page. Oh, and, and I guess I should should compare that historically. Um, that was a 14.6% drop, that housing affordability index. Year on year, that was a 14.6% drop. It was 89 in June of 2021. So it's down to 76 June 2022. Going to keep dropping is, is my prediction. Um, it, it, hopefully, it'll stop dropping that quickly. I mean, that's a, that's a huge... Well, we should for sure see that uh, that number, you know, the the year-on-year drops go down into single digits before the end of the year. Um, all right, inventory of homes for sale. This is perhaps the the biggest, you know, uh, the the number that pops out on the page the most. Um, and I actually posted this on um, on my Facebook page, which some of you are friends with me on. Um, but June 2022 had a 75. 4% increase in inventory year on year from June uh, 2021. 75.4%. Like when you look at the graph, uh, the little chart that they have here, um, it just looks like a rocket taking off. It's just going straight up. Now, historically, still super, super low. Like we are still uh, a good thousand homes on the market away from being at pre pandemic levels of inventory. So the actual number for June 2022 is 3,231, which, again, an increase from June 2021, which is 1,842, massive increase. Um, also a big increase month on month. May was 2,034. Um, so, uh, and, and May was an increase versus May of 2021. So we're, we're seeing that this is what I've been saying. Supply is going up. Inventory is going up. I mean, that number is skyrocketing. Now, again... Do I anticipate it will continue to skyrocket? Um, I, I tend to think that the month of June that we just saw a huge influx of, of people panic listing their homes, trying to make sure that they didn't miss out on the wave uh, of the seller's market. I think that this number is going gonna, is gonna to level out um, maybe slightly below pre-pandemic norms or maybe at pre-pandemic norms. Uh, pre-pandemic norms would have been around 4,000, uh, give or take, homes on the market. So so we'll have to see. Um, month supply of inventory. This one is not going to be accurate for June because it's pegged to the pending sales number. Um, but we can look at the month of May, um, which was up to 1.4%, which is a 27.3% increase from May 2021, which is 1.1 uh, months inventory. So it's at 1.4 months inventory in the month of May, we are going to see that number go up. It's going to keep going up. It was never sustainable in the ones, 
Um, we're going to, to keep seeing that uh, going up. It should easily, easily be in the twos the next couple of months if it's not already in the twos. Um, and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see it in the threes before the end of the year. We'll have to wait and see. Um, there are some other uh, numbers in here that basically analyze the different price points, different uh types of properties, number of bedrooms, et cetera, et cetera. I think really the only thing that I want to focus on is, is there's two things that we've seen consistently on this, and that is that two-bedroom, one and two-bedroom or studio homes have seen big increases uh, in the past couple of years. We're seeing people getting, they're getting priced out. They, they Everyone wants to have at least three bedrooms, but, but first-time home buyers are just priced out of being able to get three bedroom properties. And so they're having to resort for two or fewer bedrooms. That, that was up year on year, 14.8% was closed sales of two bedroom properties. Um, four bedrooms or more was down 1.7% year on year. So again, people are getting squeezed out of, of being able to buy bigger homes or having to settle for smaller homes and condos. Condos were up 13.4% year-on-year. Um, again, they tend to be more affordable than detached single-family houses, so people are going where their money can take them. Condos and properties that have two or fewer bedrooms. We're going to keep seeing this market shift, and I will continue to, to deliver this content for you guys so that we can track exactly what it does and kind of and try to figure out where it's going to land. Like we don't exactly know where it's going to land and some of that will be based on what happens in, in the greater economy. So stay tuned. We're gonna have lots more content as we keep tracking this every month. But that is this week's episode of Selling Greenville. I appreciate you guys listening. All of my contact information is in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any reason. And as always, please leave a rating, five stars, smash that five star button. Leave a short little review, and we will talk again next time. 